Hey guys, welcome back to the Switch Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm also Jake. So Jake, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode. You know, how how is how's your night going so far? Pretty solid. So let's hop right in. First part, we're talking about the Kyrie Irving trade. So yeah, so let's get into it. So me personally, uh, I'm very high in this trade for the Nets, you know. Uh, I'm uh, Kyrie was a big problem in the Nets locker room. He was causing a lot of problems and a distraction from winning for the team. So I think it's good that they got rid of him. They were able to get some good value out of him. Adding a guy like Dory, Dorian Finney-Smith, who is uh, one of the elite defenders in the league, is already a great addition. And then replacing Kyrie with not someone of his caliber, but still a very, very respectable starting point guard at Dinwiddie, who's putting up another solid year. So then they were able to get some picks out of it. So uh, Jake will give us thoughts, and then we'll each give our, a grade for each team. Well, if we're looking value, everybody and their mom knows that Kyrie Irving is worth 25 times more than a first-round pick when me and Jake are in college and Dorian Finney-Smith and Dinwiddie. But based off the cancerous way that Kyrie enters the locker room, steps on and off the court, gets suspended every now and then, will skip practices. Just based off that, and Dinwiddie's having actually a solid year. Finney Smith adds some defense and some threes, a pick for the future. Honestly, the Nets got more more than a bargain for what they could offer for Kyrie because everyone wants Kyrie. But when you actually think about it, you're going to have to pay the guy a crap ton of money, and he might not play every single game. So when you look at it that way, I think the Nets got some good value. All right, now going to the grade for each team. For the Nets, I'm going to give them a B plus. You know, they they were able to get rid of him and get some good value. You know, obviously maybe could have wished for a higher, a better pick like more recent years and maybe multiple of those. But yeah, and then my grade for the Mavericks, Jake, is a D plus. You know, I I think that it might work out. You know, we don't know that what the fit's going to look like, and then I still don't know if the Mavericks are going to keep him long term. Like that is something that I'm still questioning, Jake. What do you think about what? Do, what are your grades personally? You know, for the Nets, I'm gonna agree with B plus B. I think they got good value. Could have gotten more for Kyrie just based off how good he is. But also, you have to get rid of him. You you weren't gonna pay him anyways, and you got some good value for him. And then for the Mavs, I'm either like there's like a variety. I can give them an A plus because they got Kyrie for Dorian Finney-Smith and Dinwiddie and a random pick. But I could give them an F because Kyrie might not play every game, and then he's just gonna be a free agent in a year or two. So like my grade for them is like. N slash A, you know, that not applicable. I don't have the grade for them right now. I'm going to give them a C right in the middle because I don't know. It could be amazing or it could be terrible. All right, and another thing we'll talk about quickly is, Jake, do you have any other uh, predictions for the trade deadline this week? Do you, Are there any other things you might see happening? I don't know about predictions for a trade, but I have a lot of guys that are on the block. Like, for my mix, we have Cam Reddish, who's getting shopped on the block right now. We'll Derek Rose, too, as well. Yeah. Got Derek Rose. We've got OG Novi coming from Toronto. He's going to be on the block. Jay Crowder out of Phoenix will be on the block. There are a bunch of guys I will see getting traded. I, I can't predict trades. I don't know what people want What people want of this because some people say Anobi's going to be worth a bunch of first-rounders, and people are saying that he's worth Cam Reddish and a bunch of scrubs. So you don't you can't predict a trade, but you can predict the main players going into these trades. So I think those yeah. are the main yeah. outliers right there. I mean, we'll talk about uh, on our th- on next episode. We'll kind of recap the deadline and give our thoughts on it. So, I mean, I guess one more thing before we jump into our interview with Curtis Work, Jake, is uh, what do you what are your uh, Super Bowl predictions for this uh for this weekend? This weekend's big Super Bowl. You know, it's two very competitive teams. 
I think for the first time in over eight years, both one Caesar and a Super Bowl, which I think is amazing. I think it's highly competitive and entertaining for the fans to see the two best teams from each conference facing off, being Philly and Kansas City. They're facing off in Las Vegas, which is far from KC or Philly, which also makes it competitive because it's a new, very neutral spot. I think that hurts in the home. They're both top five QBs in the NFL here, making it more competitive. Both have top defenses, more competitive. I think all these teams, both these teams, have unbelievable teams, unbelievable coaches, unbelievable QBs, and a neutral spot. The one seats. I think it's going to be a crazy game. It could, it's going to be highly competitive, very entertaining for fans. If I had to give a prediction, I'm going to give it to Philadelphia as of now. I'm going to give them. I'm going to give them minus three on Philadelphia, but it could go either way. I mean, yeah, yeah, you kind of, you kind of summed up the key points there. You know, two really high level teams, like you know, maybe the two best teams, probably the two best built teams in football. You know, both have elite offenses. I mean, I don't think the Chiefs' defense is as elite as the Eagles, but I mean, their offenses are pretty comparable there. So, I mean, I think we'll have an entertaining game. You know. I think it's going to be a very close game. It's going to be a one-possession game in the end. I personally have the Eagles coming up on top, but uh, I mean, we'll have to see what happens, you know. I think you go either way, you know. You have, like Jake mentioned, two of the top five quarterbacks in the league. So I'm really curious to see what happens, and hopefully we get a, a good Super Bowl. So, I mean, I think that's all we wanted to cover. Uh, and let's hop into our interview with Ohio quarterback Curtis Rourke. We're back with another special episode. Today we have Ohio quarterback Curtis Rourke. Curtis, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I appreciate you guys having me. It's our pleasure. So we're going to hop right in. And our first question is, what got you interested in the sport of football? Um, uh, Taking me back a while. Um, so I got into football when I was about four, four years old, uh, mainly just because that was what my older brother was doing. Um, and so kind of at that age, I was just doing whatever he was interested in and stuff. And, um, and the older I got, the, the more I fell in love with the game and, and the fact that it's about, um, it's a big team sport and you can't win without, um, the rest of your team. And, and so that's, that's kind of the, the competitiveness and, and, um, teamwork aspect that I really liked about the game. So when we were younger, did you play like other positions and then when did a QB eventually become like your position that you knew you were going to go forward with? Um, yeah, I started out on, on defense when I was really young, but it was just, you know, just throw me back there kind of thing. But uh, the first kind of real real season, I started play a little bit of receiver. <clears throat> um, and it turned out I really just didn't like that sport, right, that, like that position. Um, and so I switched to quarterback the, the following years, and I've been playing ever since. It's been about 15-plus years of, of playing quarterback. I just like to – the responsibility and the leadership aspect that comes with playing quarterback. So who are some players that you liked watching growing up? And like, did you have any favorite NFL teams that you looked up to and model your, try to model your game after even recently? Um, I like watching the greats, obviously. Still like watching Tom Brady and just how, you know, how smart he is. Like the Drew Brees and, and Peyton Manning back in the day, um, especially when Peyton Manning was on the Colts. thought that was a great era for him and, and just the way he was able to read the game. And those are the two quarterbacks that, you know, I really liked um, growing up and watching it and, and, and stuff. Um, I was a I was a Jacksonville Jaguars fan for growing up. Don't really know why. They're kind of not a great team uh, this year. They're not too bad. But, um, yeah, that, those are the teams I grew up watching. 
um, and, and the players as well. So uh, what would you say, like, your whole, like, college recruitment process like that led you to Ohio? Obviously, your brother was there, but, like, were the, was it a tough decision for you to make? Um, yeah, I really liked the coaching staffs and the culture that was kind of built around Ohio University. Um, kind of uh, the coaches have been there for a long time before I got there. Um, Coach Solich was one of the best coaches in the country at the time. Um, you know, it, just what he brought and what the values that he, he brought and instilled in his team um, was something that I really wanted to be a part of and I really bought into. Um, I had a couple other offers from the MAC, um, but Ohio to me was a clear choice for those reasons that I just stated. It was a pretty easy decision for me <clears throat> uh, during that summer. So what was it like playing next to your brother Nathan at Ohio? Oh, uh, it was awesome. I mean, it was a great, great experience uh, being able to, um, you know, grow up with him and then being able to play on the same team as him while he he finished out his senior season and, and I was just coming in. It was great. He was able to show me um, show me the ropes on and off the field. Um, it's something that, you know, we, we dreamed about when we were kids um, and being able to play on the same team and, and the fact that that was able to be um, played out on a college level is even more special. So, like, what have, what is your four experience four year experience been at Ohio like? Like, what's the experience been for you? Uh, it's been great. Ohio University is a great school. Um, you know, great program. Like I said, um, and kind of just the met, met a lot of people and created some great relationships. Um, was able to graduate from there. Kind of a lot of. Um, a lot of my growing up that I did in my life came from you know Ohio University, and, and because of that, and um, I owe everything to Ohio University to where I'm at career wise and stuff. And um, uh, I mean, it, it's been nothing but positive for me. So, how is this whole season for you? Because you, I mean, just based off your stats, you were unbelievable. You were top 25 in almost every major QB stat category and division one football. You may have, you led your team to a bowl game despite getting injured. So how is it like just playing this great season so far? And what, you're, what, what do you think is going to happen next year? Sort of. Um. Yeah, it was, it was a kind of an unexpected season uh, per se. Um, you know, I, I always hoped that I would have a good year like I did and stuff, but it wasn't, uh, what I was, you know, expecting right at the get-go. I, I knew we had a great team, and, and the receivers that we brought in were really good, and, and they would help um, our offense out entirely. And so I owe all to them and, and, and the receivers and running, running backs and offensive line and stuff. And so I knew we had a good team going forward, but um, the success we had was was a little bit surprising um, and, and the fact that we were able to turn it around. But, um, you know, the way that we ended the year before that, um, I knew there was something special coming uh, this past year. Um, and next year, uh, you know, the goal is my goal goal, as well as um, the overall team goal is to, to win the match championship. I know we went this year, but uh, we weren't able to come away with the win. And so that's a personal goal uh, as well as a team goal. Um, and definitely just staying healthy next year is something that I'm looking forward to and, and to, to expect um, and just continuing to play well as a team. So we're gonna so move on some rapid fire yeah. questions. Yeah, Jake, you can start it so off. So our first one is, what's your favorite stadium that you've ever played in? 
Uh, it gotta be Penn State. I mean, that's a that's one of the best stadiums I've been in, um, both playing as well as just walking around the day before. Um, what seats like hundred and twenty thousand? Uh, most most seats stadium. But I mean, it, it's huge and it, it's great to play in front of. Um, I think there was like a hundred thousand there when I played. Um, and you know, to be able to play in that atmosphere, yeah, is, is amazing. Uh, I grew up watching college football and seeing Penn State on that that big big stage and stuff and so being able to play in front of all those fans and um and how cool that stadium is and the legacy that that has is I mean it's a moment you won't forget for sure so outside of playing football do you have any like hobbies you enjoy doing I do a little bit of like uh, other sports as well uh, I play a little bit of basketball do a little bit of golfing uh, we have a golf course right on campus so a lot of guys go out and uh, um, just play around in golf or, or hit the driving range, something like that. Um, and also in the off season, I'll play a little bit of Madden as well. So kind of, kind of here and there, you know. Um, what was your favorite moment in your career so far? Um, there's been a lot of great moments, mostly for this year. Um, I mean, one of the moments that I will forget is my first touchdown pass back in 20, uh, 2020 uh, at Central Michigan. That was an awesome one. It uh, wasn't anything special, but it, it was the first. Um, definitely the the over uh, the last second touchdown against Fordham this past year. That was awesome. Big high scoring game, and able to um, able to win it on one of the last plays of the game. Um, that's that's a moment you dream of, um, and definitely just winning that bowl game and stuff. Um, it's, it's a different atmosphere, even though I wasn't playing. It's great to see the team success and in. Everybody just having a great time. So our final question for you is, uh, what's your favorite sports movie? Favorite sports movie? Wow. Um, there's some good ones. Um, what are some good fart movies? Um, why am I forgetting the name? Well, the one with uh, Michael Orr. Why am I forgetting the name? Oh, The Blind Side. Yeah, The Blind Side. Yeah, that was yeah. one of the first ones I watched for sure. Um. Those are good. That's a great one. Um, you guys got favorite? What are your favorites? Remember, I think remember Titans probably are coaching. Remember Titans. One too. I like some like baseball yeah. too, like Major League. You see some baseball movies? Yeah. yeah. Not a big football guy? Not a big football guy? Oh, yeah. I'm a big football guy too, but like, I would <laughs> say my. Um, so that's pretty much that's gonna funny. wrap up for an interview with you, Curtis. Thank you so, so much for hopping on the show. Hope you have a great yeah. your day and a great recovery process and can't wait to watch you next season. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me. Thank no you. problem. Thank you.